science and technology. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of The Tech Garage. I'm Zach Teamy. I'm Matt Bond. And uh, today we're actually doing some new shit. Is this going to, as a result, are we going to call this the organized episode? Yes, we will call this Getting Organized because uh, we we totally have our shit together today. We, all week, both of us put things in the cloud for topics to talk about today so that we'd have like an organized list. And then it ended up, we, we've got this huge list we, of things. We've got more than we can talk about in the show. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Okay, but. you're right. Well, I... It's possible. We may have to cut something. It's going to be crazy. Push it to next week. You know what no. I think we should push to next week? What's that? Uh, our, our CES follow-up? Yeah, we've got a special guest star. Let's let's just put them off till next week. So let's just do a tiny tease. So uh, Nathan Novak, one of our listeners, has uh, has been at CES all week. And he usually does this just an amazing CES uh, kind of as you're there logs of what's going on, information, and recaps. So we thought it would be great to bring him in next week and actually explain to everybody what his experience at CES was and find out what he thought was cool, find out what's coming, and what could be really for, interesting for all of us. For our listeners who don't know, what's CES? It's a consumer electronics show. And where is it? Uh, Vegas. And what do they do there? They kind of release all of the exciting new uh tech gadgets that are coming out in the next year. Right. It's a little teaser for all of them. So that's, you've seen things like Oculus there. You've seen um, probably all of the curved TVs, all of the new 4K everythings. Yeah. In fact, I think, so this week there was an announcement by Oculus. And we've, we've talked about, we talked about Oculus when it was first announced. And then we, we, I think only a few weeks ago, we were like, what the fuck happened yeah, to Oculus? Yeah, when are we going to get our so, Oculus? So they announced this week uh, that they're finally, the final product, like they've made, you've been able to get dev kits for yep. the last couple of years, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they announced this week that you'd be able to pre-order retail versions of Oculus Rift now. Um, yep. And here's, I was just checking back up on this. When they initially announced it, or three days ago, um, you'd be able to pre-order it, blah, 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 blah. Pre-orders were scheduled to come out. March before March 31st. That was the date they said. In fact, they double checked this. And the websites that were from three days ago say, yep, if you pre order it now, you get it by March 31st. If you go to the yep. Oculus store now it and pre order it, it's March 28th. No, it says June. I'm, I'm on the website right now oculus.com slash enus. Featured story Oculus Rift pre orders now open. First shipments March 28th. Yeah. If do, you, do you have different data than I do? Yep. If you go to shop.oculus.com, uh, expected ship date June 2016. Huh. So that's well, right, right, right well, where you well, go to buy on, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's be serious. Expected ship date June 2016. I now see that when I go to the kind of buy it link. I think what happened though is y- you weren't parsing the internet correctly. Now okay. open first shipments start March 28th. Right, right. So if you'd ordered like as soon as a pre-order happened, because I'm sure there were people just waiting, kind of like getting packs tickets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what <laughs> Nowadays, I was Nowadays, though, like days afterwards, I have to wait another month. Right. So I think the, their initial announcement was it, order it and you get it by March 31st. Uh, I suspect that their sales have gone... For pre-orders. Through the fucking roof. Yes. And so now they're going, oh, shit, we're going to have to manufacture some more. Uh, if you order it, you're in the queue and you're going to get it in, well, fucking June. So let's talk a little bit about what you get with your Oculus and what it's going to cost you. All right. So I'm looking here on their website and it says, uh, now available for pre-order includes 
Eve Valkyrie, which I believe is the cool space game it that is. I wanted to play at PAX a few years ago. Yep, yep. Um, and then it has Lucky's Tale, which is the game that I got to play. <sighs> which I can't believe that that, that feels like. Um... You know when you, when the Nintendo NES came out and you could get Super Mario Brothers or Duck Hunt? Yeah. Uh, it, uh, Lucky's Tale is Duck Hunt. It's the, the cheap, crappy game that was easy to put out. And you know, I'd argue that Duck Hunt was a phenomenal game. It was uh, Honestly, I, I'm kind of ripping on Duck, Duck Hunt a little bit. Duck Hunt was but, the shit. You had a gun. It was like way before Silent Scope came out. And like, how could you go wrong? I forgot about your obsession with Silent Scope. <laughs> yeah, like gu- epi- or video games where I get to hold a physical gun and shoot at things. Right. You, you can't really go wrong. Right. Okay, well, let's move on. Um, <laughs> so you get... Uh, the other looks- thing that's interesting is you get an Xbox One controller. Yes, I was going to say that. It's right here in the picture. You get an Xbox One controller. Um, you have a little... Oh, I guess that's the uh, stand or something for the Oculus. I can't tell. Uh, and there's a little remote. Let me actually just yeah. click the link here and see what we get. Oh, that's the other part of our getting organized uh, thing today. Uh, oh, I think what the thing that you were looking at is the sensor. Yeah, there's the headset, the sensor, a remote cable, and an Xbox One controller. And I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe the sensor is actually used for some of the head tracking to make okay, sure that, that would to make see sense. where you're looking at. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that we actually didn't plug with the uh, whole getting organized thing is we're now, like, plugged in during the podcast. We've got, you know computers available on stand so that now when we're having arguments about you know something that can be easily proven with wikipedia yeah one of us doesn't have to vamp while the other tries to go get it <laughs> get little, it on their phone it's a like, little quicker for you it. to pull it up on your laptop than do uh yeah for one of us to sit here and talk to the blank room while the other guy's going like all right i'm looking this up yeah so uh, how do, what okay let's talk are you going to get an oculus uh well so probably not Probably not initially, right? Because and why not? So, a, the, the, you get all the hardware that we just talked about for six hundred bucks. Yeah. Now, if that was it, I'd be like, sweet, cool. Uh, you also need a gaming PC that's capable of running anything that it runs, and I don't have one of those. So that's another thousand bucks minimum. I'm thinking. So you're not the only person to bring this up. I have friends that are avid PC gamers, and they have been just stoked and like waiting for Oculus. Yep. And They've ran into a couple of issues. One, they thought Oculus was going to be released at around three hundred and fifty bucks, eh. and now it's six hundred. Eh. And none of the gaming computers they have have the uh, capability to work well with Oculus. Wait, they're and, avid PC gamers, but they don't have because well, I would think like so the um, the uh, hullabaloo right now is Nvidia is about to release a brand new set of video cards. Right. So the folks that are on the current um, release or like the current iteration of cards or maybe the previous one that are looking to try and optimize for a great Oculus experience yep, are like. Yep. I could go spend $500 on a video card right now, but NVIDIA is about to drop a whole bunch of video cards that are going to be even better than the $500 one I buy now. Yeah, and, but ah. here, here's the thing. Um, the the I, I haven't cared about video cards for 10 years. Right, because you have an Xbox One. Yeah. And I, a 360. I, I moved to console, Xbox. basically, and I stopped caring about that. Um, but But it was the same story. Ten years ago, it was it was more like three to four hundred dollars for the oh my god uh, video card that would give you slightly improved frame rate over the current generation. But I th- I, th- I think the guys who are going oh my god I, I don't want to buy the new five hundred dollar video card because Nvidia is about to drop this one. They're 
they're they're holding out for an insignificant difference. That may be the case. I, that's what I believe. But I don't know. You're that talking that's true, about but... gamers. I know they, they regularly pay fat stacks of cash for honestly insignificant differences. Yes. And if we had a lot of gamer listeners, I would get tons of flame mail for saying that probably. Uh, but I think you're accurate. I think it's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know back when I was playing games. I suspect I know who you were talking to also. Oh, who? Uh, Coppola? No. No? Didn't oh. even bring it up with Coppola. Oh, huh. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's, See, he's, I know uh, a lot of people that play video games on yeah, consoles. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. No, I mean oh, on, on PC, though. I'm, I'm yeah. PC, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Console gaming is way huh. easier. Like, that, honestly, that's when... So my progression on games was I started out a PC gamer. Uh, back in the olden days with like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter and all the crap that came before it. Yeah. And all of the extra hackiness you had to put on your computer to try and make it work. And then the Xbox came out and I'm like, oh, sweet, consoles are awesome. And then I was on consoles for a while. And then, uh, well, you know, iPhones and iPads came out. And I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to use my phone. Yeah. The other thing I'm not sure about is on the, on the generation of uh, Oculus that they're pushing out, I don't know that the... I'm curious how good the resolution is. Because I don't know if you remember like... When we when we demoed it at PAX a couple of years ago, the resolution on the screens it was good, um, but it wasn't amazing. And I wonder if you're even going to be able to tell, particularly with with a low resolution um, screen, uh, how high end your video card is. So I, I I'd like to try it. And I I'd love when it, when it what comes out. What about my shell shading shading in my like vector shadows and shit? Yeah, but if you can't see it because it's all fucking grainy, it doesn't fucking matter anyway. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, should we jump over to um, our movie segment for the week? Sure, sure, let's hit that. So uh, I've been on such a large media blackout for so many years that I didn't even realize a new X-Men movie was coming out. Yeah, uh, Age Apocalypse. of Apocalypse. Or Apocalypse or Age of Apocalypse? Apocalypse. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the uh, Brian Singer, I believe, is that who's doing it? Uh, I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, Brian Singer is the director. He's coming back... Uh, Simon Kinberg is going to be writing the screenplay along with, uh, you know, Brian Singer and a few other folks. Uh, and they're actually bringing Apocalypse into the story. Yeah, which is great because he's, he's one of the core comic book villains for the X-Men over the last uh, 30 years. Yeah, I find especially with uh, some of the X-Men villains and even some of the X-Men themselves, it's hard to bring them to live action uh, right. and maintain some of the menace that they have. Right. So, do you think? Have you seen pictures of what Apocalypse looks like? They've gone with uh, the well, skinny Apocalypse. So, yeah. Right? Why don't you give a brief overview of Apocalypse as a character, kind of how he fits into X Men, and oh, uh, why we should? Care. Well, I mean, it's deep. Uh, but let's just go. Does with, it have to do with the Mutant Registration Act? No. <laughs> uh, Apocalypse was uh, like, if you look in the Marvel Universe, Apocalypse was. I'm doing all this from memory, by the way. Um, was the oldest mutant like he's they kind of the claim he's the mutant. first mutant he was like ancient egypt uh and then he's been sort of like raining down death and destruction through the millennium since then uh his powers are a little bit nebulous he, he can definitely like uh like do some shape changing and i think he can absorb um energy and shit i, I don't know and he's just evil he's always sort of like the guy behind the scenes scheming and and doing uh, crazy shit. Like, he was the one that was running Mr. Sinister for uh, that whole stuff. And the whole, like, uh, which Sinister was then behind the whole War Morlock raids um, where, um, you know, Ar or, uh, 
Angel lost his wings, and then Apocalypse came in and turned Angel into Archangel, and he became blue, and he had, like, death blades because he was one of the— Because he has the, death blades, yeah. one of the uh, four horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah, I think I, I think they're going to bring uh, Archangel into this, too, which would be that badass. Would be badass yeah. yeah. So that was super nerdy, um, but I assume it, it made sense to everyone that's listening. Yeah, it looks like in recent years, Apocalypse was somehow awakened by the arrival of Cyclops' son from the future, Cable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. No, I'm actually excited about this. They uh, So for those of you that may not know what Apocalypse has looked like over the years, uh, back in his uh, Egyptian god days, he was like, you know, a uh, big, ripply, gray-skinned muscle dude. Yeah, he's always kind of had this gray skin with, like, blue lines all around him. Yeah, by the time he moved into the future, he uh, looks like a, a big blue robot. <laughs> Yeah. With gray skin. Yeah, and it's it's weird because I think with the shape changing, sometimes he's big and muscly looking, and sometimes he's all kind of like uh, gaunt looking. Uh, Yeah. I think it depends on what What, what he's going for. Yeah, yeah. But so he. But he's always evil and and indestructible and and reigning terror. Yeah, again, one of the. He would be a hard one to bring to life, and I think they've done a great job. No, just looking at some of the stills they have from the show, they. uh, It looks like what you would have. In your mind, he kind of looks like, right? Yeah, they did a great job, and they managed to make him not, like, he still brings over some of the elements that he's had over the years, but he's also in a more reasonable It looks more realistic, right? Yeah. A a lot like the Vision, right? Yeah. When I heard the Vision was going to be in The Avengers, I was like, ah, that's going to be a tough uh, one. Like, red dude in spandex, how do you really, Yeah, uh, that's just not going to work. And then they pulled it off, and I was like, oh, that's totally believable and legit. Yep. Uh, Much like Ultron as well. Ultron I was a little dodgy on. Yeah, I actually, I thought Ultron was done really well. So the when we were talking about this the other day, I was clicking around on the internets, and... Uh, I found a sort of a list of all of the superhero movies that are coming out over the next several years. And it was, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, let's just take a look at 2016 and give you the rundown. Yeah. You've got, so yeah, I, I've got it a little bit quicker and okay. easier for you. Uh, well, next month you got Deadpool. I am so stoked about Deadpool. I can't even tell you. I'm, I'm a little iffy on this one. Cause it's a Ryan I, Reynolds movie. I don't care. I know. It's Do you know how many times I've watched waiting. I don't. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's got Justin Long and Ryan Reynolds in it. Yeah, waiting, not Deadpool. You're so gay. Um, so I mean, not there's anything wrong with it. But, yeah, no, I no, mean, nothing. Yeah, we've got uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice coming out on the 25th. Yep. So, oh, well, that's in March. March 25th. March. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I want to take a pause here briefly and talk about this. There's been a lot of people that have been like, "Oh my god, I can't believe uh, Ben Affleck's going to be Batman." I saw some uh, like videos of it. Honestly, he looks fine. I, I, I think I, he'll pull it off. I'm not worried anymore. I think he's good. L- look, here's honestly, the thing. I'm more concerned about the goddamn story and that they're putting too many uh, heroes into it. Like, they may be, but I think I think this is the and we'll get to this here in a minute. I think they're this is the, uh, the setup setup for then a Justice League movie. Yeah. Right? So then uh, May we have Captain America: Civil War, which should be awesome. May twenty seventh, last, last Captain America movie was was badass. Yeah, it was. May twenty seventh, we've got X Men Apocalypse. Uh, June third, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Meh. Half Shell. So, did you you watch the Turtles reboot? I'm sure. No, wait. No, you didn't. did. I yes, I think I did. So I watched it. Uh, if I were like a slightly younger viewer in the 13 to 15 range, I yeah. loved the shit out of that it. It wasn't. It wasn't awful. It, yeah, it wasn't. But bad. it was. But again, I'm kind of like it was like eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and my big excitement for the year, uh, well past Deadpool even. Is Gambit? Uh, yeah, that looks su- no. Be- oh. Suicide Squad. You skipped right over the good one, dude. 
Uh, yeah, so August 5th, Suicide Squad's coming out. That I, looks like it's going to be badass. I think that's going to be a really good movie. So tell people what the, the, the story behind Suicide Squad is. What's, what's, the, what's the deal there? So basically imagine all of the sundry characters that have sort of been B-level baddies in uh, the uh, DC universe. Yeah. So you're talking Harley Quinn, uh, Deadshot, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a couple others. Uh, go on a murderous rampage through Gotham. Uh, um, Is it in Gotham? I, I well, don't know. Uh, well, so you might be missing... There's elements I left out, sure. Some elements there, yeah. Uh, it's more... So, okay, let me go back. Argus is a kind of... I think shield like organization, they pull together a bunch of supervillains that they can script into working for them. If they don't do what Argus tells them, they blow their heads up and they die. It's a way of Argus having plausible deniability when they need to send in somebody to do wet works. All right. That's a little, that's a little bit better. So the the government pulled together a bunch of supervillains and they're running them as a uh, hero team. But, uh, I suspect that's not going to work out very well. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I was trying to be, uh, you know, general at first and not, too terribly nerdy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then... After Suicide Squad is Gambit. Which I hadn't heard... I still haven't heard anything about. Uh, but uh, it looks like... I mean, it's done by Fox, so it's going to be... The, I, I suspect a kickoff of X-Men Apocalypse. It could be, yeah. I don't know like, if Gambit's going to be an Apocalypse or not. So, uh, something actually... Yeah, the, and the, what made me think about this is Marvel has done a really good job with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yeah. Tying in TV shows and movies and everything together. DC is doing, you know, standard DC fare. Let's have 10,000 different universes wherein all of these people are the same, but none of them are the same. Yep. Because you've got the TV Arrow, you've got the TV uh, Flash, you've got, like, is there still a Superman series on TV? There's Supergirl, I know. There is, yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) It would be nice if uh, DC could get their shit together and start unifying some of this. Yeah. Yeah. My ask. I'd agree. Um, uh, it looks I, like Channing Tatum is going to be playing Gambit. That, this, this is the area where I start to think Marvel's uh-huh. maybe missing the boat a tiny bit, is the X-Men are still distinct from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, and I think this is, this is, a, this is a result of um, negotiations that happened years ago over which uh, studio got to purchase rights to which characters, right? So that's, yeah. why, that's why Spider-Man's still broken off on its own thing. Although I hear Spider-Man will be making an appearance in the Avengers movie. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So you know what I saw last night? What's that? So this is funny. Um, earlier this week, we were, we were, we were having this, this same discussion, and we were kind of going on. And I said, yeah, but come on, what's the last worst, what's the last bad Marvel um, movie that was put out and i could tell you what the last bad marvel movie that was put out spider-man was. i completely forgotten about this fantastic four fantastic what the fantastic four i'm not i don't what are you fantastic talking fantastic four who the fantastic four who? raid richards sue storm johnny storm ben Grimm. i, I think you're getting Victor this mixed up with uh, the venture brothers so in the venture brothers there was a uh, mr fantastic uh, Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. There yeah, we go. yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're like no, impossible. Mr. Impossible. Mr. Impossible. One of those. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of conflating like some dream you had with stuff you saw in the Venture Brothers yeah. and trying to blame it on Marvel. Yeah, that's entirely possible. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Fantastic Four movie. It wasn't, uh, 
I mean, it's got 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty if, awesome. I don't know if it was that bad, but it was pretty bad. Uh, it doesn't seem to, it also doesn't seem to tie in at all to the rest of the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm okay with that, uh, given the steaming pile that those movies series have been. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they can't see it. I mean, there were some things that I liked about this one better than the, the first time they tried to kick it off, but it's still, they've missed the boat on it. Yeah, they, in my, so I haven't watched the new one. I've watched like Rise of Silver Surfer and the Fantastic Four. Like, yeah, I've watched those, and it seems that both of them they ended up too much in the comic range. Like they they didn't right. they, anything they tried in to realism, be, and it was always a little over the top. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and this one they they I, they seem to have cured that, they, but they uh, it just wasn't right. I, hmm. I heard there was a bunch of dis, uh, problems between the director and the production company uh. and. Um, rumors that the production company wanted more action film and, and right. they had to make a bunch of last minute edits. And I don't know if I could really tell that those were there, but the storyline seemed pretty weak. Um, yeah, it was just not, it wasn't great. So let's carry on with the list. Gambit's coming out on October 7th, November 4th, Doctor Strange. Uh, let's take like 30 seconds on Doctor Strange. Uh, I was really concerned that this movie was going to be shit, and then I saw Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be Doctor Strange. And I'm <laughs> no. like, ah, okay, we'll give it a shot. Right, because what's he ever done that's not been good? Uh, yeah, like, like, nothing. I'm sure Everything been, he does is good. I'm sure there's been stuff he's done that wasn't good, but I like it all. I mean, there's people that will make an argument that he probably shouldn't have been able to teleport from Earth to Praxis, you know, a tiny Klingon moon in Star Trek, Dark right, Side of the but, Moon. Right, uh, come on, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so okay, after that, did you want to take the next well, round? Of, I'm gonna that's say, 2016, I guess. Do you want to talk 2017? 2017 gets a little weak to begin with, because um, you know January we're getting the Power Rangers movie, which, which I don't give a shit about. I have totally not been waiting for ever. Uh, then Lego Batman in February, mm-hmm. uh, March. There's a Wolverine sequel, which I hadn't heard anything about, so that's that might be okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two. I'm stoked for that. May fifth. I mean, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, and then you got a Wonder Woman movie. Uh, which eh, we'll see how the, we'll, yeah, see, how we'll the, see how she is in, in uh, Superman and Batman. Um, another Spider-Man movie in July. Uh, here's the thing. If Sony does another Spider-Man reboot. And I think this is another reboot. If it's another Spider-Man reboot, we get it. Like, I love Spider-Man. He is hands down my favorite superhero of all time. Uh, I stopped watching the Sony movies like three, four movies yeah, ago. Yeah, they're not great. Uh, and it's yeah, it is, and it's going to be by Sony, so that, that's that's awesome. That you know they can keep kicking out another random fucking bullshit. Yep. Uh, and then uh, November, you got your next uh, most favorite hero movie, uh, Thor Ragnarok. I will probably not be watching this one. Be awesome. Uh, and then November seventeenth, uh, Justice League is coming out. So I'll be interested to see how they pull that one off. It'll be it, it'll be I, I, look. It, it it could be awesome, right? They may pull together this whole. Uh, and, and I do believe that the Suicide Squad is tied in with yeah. the, the new Batman Superman, uh, which is tied so, in with the new Wonder Woman, which is tied in with right. the if, new Justice League. If they League. do that, I will be happy. I'm just sad that they didn't like tie into their television shows because, honestly, I've really been digging Arrow and Flash. And yeah. they do have the Suicide Squad in both of them, right? And it's the same Suicide Squad they're sharing. Yeah, but this is a new Suicide I mean, again, this is DC... I- <laughs> It's I don't DC completely. I don't completely agree with your assessment that the um, you know these two separate DC things going on are is is a problem, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, I think yeah. Okay, uh, so let's round out 2017. We got the Justice League movie that might be good. It might be bad. Who knows? And then Bloodshot, Bloodshot. which is, which is interesting because uh, this is the first, as far as I know, of Valiant movie. 
Uh, so for those that don't know, Valiant's another uh, comic book company that was sort of a big deal in the 90s. They got picked up by DC, didn't they? No, they, they, they're still, they, they almost went bankrupt. Uh, they're back, they're producing comics again now. But uh, Valiant had more than anybody else a very um, cohesive, integrated storyline between their uh, multiple comic lines. So there was, you know, they started with three or four maybe bloomed out to around 10 or 12 um, comics in the 90s. And then, um, but those all had a really tightly integrated set of villains and, and crossover stories and stuff between between them. And, and Bloodshot was one of the um, main characters who, um, yeah, so I'm a little, a little curious. He, he, Bloodshot um, tied into uh, Rai, the, who was a future samurai from the future who hung around the same time as Magnus robot fighter. Um, a lot of these are old key comic characters that, uh, Valiant bought and brought back to life. So Magnus robot fighter and Rye were both like, um, old school characters from the fifties or sixties that Valiant bought and then brought back in. And then, uh, bloodshot was basically a spinoff of one of those characters. Yeah, it looks like he was a former soldier with powers of regeneration and metamorphing made possible through nanites injected in his blood. Yeah. And then Dude, they, this internet thing during a podcast is bad. So the interesting <laughs> so so the storyline is these nanites get injected into him. He, he ends up with this big red uh scar on his chest. Yeah, it looks kind of like the Japanese flag. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is somehow throughout history um the nanites get trans, transferred from person to person. And so there's always one um, person with bloodshot's abilities and like a thousand years in the future you end up with Rai who's the samurai guy who has the same powers because he's got the same nanites that have been transitioned over so that's that how they, that's how they tied those together it's kind of I, was, I thought they actually did a good it was an interesting storyline tying the two together back in the 90s in the comic book times but okay do we want to keep going through 2020 or do you just want to give up there and I, say there's a bunch more stuff i think there's out. a bunch more stuff but i mean what you're looking at is at a minimum, every other month you're getting a new comic book movie coming out for years. Yeah, and we'll include the uh, the link we have from ComicAlliance.com in the show notes that shows out all of the movies that are coming. Because there's a lot of stuff. And I mean, just to uh, just to tease a couple of them, there's a uh, another Green Lantern movie coming out. People, I know. You think it's gonna have Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> It would be awesome if it did, but I doubt it. Also, it would be badass if they... Honestly, I think it would be badass if they took Ryan Reynolds' character... Well, he's bloodshot now also. But if they if they mix that in with the uh, Justice... I mean, Justice League's got to have a you Green Lantern. Deadpool? Yeah, whatever. What did I say? Bloodshot. Oh, yeah. Uh, how can Justice League not have a, a Green Lantern? Yeah, they just right? need one. I mean, and, you've and why got not options. bring in why not bring in the Ryan Reynolds... Green Lantern. Yeah. Like, there's no reason not to at this point, right? Yeah, and I think there's... Uh, okay. Bring a little levity between those the fucking... I, here's the thing. Batman and Superman, those motherfuckers are going to be serious as fuck all. It'd be great to have a smart-ass Flash and a smart-ass Green Lantern yeah, come in and, and be like, geez, you guys are like some dour yeah, motherfuckers. Just, just to bring in some levity and make it not a slow dirge to the death and uh, yeah. internal torment of being too good or being on the edge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So... Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, but because I know there's going to be Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Again, how do we not have you, you got to pull in a Flash and a, and a Green Lantern? If yeah, you have Justice League. They got to be there. No, I agree. How do you not cast Ryan Reynolds as, as Green Lantern? He got uh, fucked on that Green Lantern. That movie, movie by the was way, right? not his fault. Exactly. Like, uh, just not. He his was fault. he was a good Hal Jordan. Yeah, he, he like 
He's the Hell Jordan I'd watch. Alternately, uh, Nathan Fillion, who's done all of the comic voices for uh, Hell Jordan in the in the animated cartoons. So I think but Nathan I Fillion feel is like a little. Uh, he's going to have a hard time pulling off the um, ripped Green Lantern. Yeah, I think. Look. I mean, like, yeah, but you know, put him put him Ooh. in some CrossFit workouts. Ooh, I know, Marky right? Mark. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I, it's too bad we're not streaming this because that face was awesome. <laughs> so uh, I, I hear over Christmas you got yourself a <laughs> new fitness tracker. Yeah, yeah, I did. Because um, so, you don't have enough already. Right, right. Um, if you listen to the show, you've definitely heard me talk about uh, all of the assorted fitness trackers I've had over the years. I know just recently we talked about my uh, Microsoft Band 2 my Apple Watch. We've talked about my Garmin Phoenix 3 before. I've had any number of Fitbits in the past. Um, as a means of si- silent and subtle protest, my wife decided to get me a another fitness tracker. That's for really nice the of holidays. her. Holidays. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What did she get you exa- again? She What's got the me the uh, Walu Runlack series. Uh, actually, so, hold on. Let me get the official name here. It's the. Uh, oops. I think you got the official name. That was what I have written. Oh, I missed a TM. I don't know if that's trademark or if that's actually part of the name. <laughs> I think it's, it's unclear trademark. on the packaging. Uh, but the Walu Runlack series. Uh, that is weird, actually. Uh, now that you say the TM, because I'm looking at it here on Amazon. I don't. Now I'm going to have to go back and look at some other uh, products on Amazon. But I don't remember them generally having in the title of the product that they're selling. The yeah. trademark stamp. Now, when you look here, it does say TM on Amazon, on the Amazon link. Uh, but when you look at the packaging, it looks like it's maybe not trademark or the person that was designing the packaging doesn't know how well, trademark Whoever is selling it clearly wants to make sure that Walu is trademark because they Correct. wouldn't want somebody infringing on that. Uh, on their pre- premier, pristine brand. Right. Well, it's, it's, it sounds like it's a pretty sweet brand, yeah. right? So, I mean, well, actually, let's, let's talk about what this um, amazing device has. So if you've seen, oh, what is it? The Fitbit, is it the Charge or the Flex? Like, uh, I, I think this, this looks more like the Fitbit Charge to me. Is it the Fitbit Charge? Let yeah. me see. Oh, yeah. It looks like the Fitbit Charge, and it does... It, it looks like it enough so much that, well, like... If you didn't know... It looks a lot like it. Like, if you didn't touch it with your fingers and look at it, you would probably just assume it was a Fitbit Charge. So it does... It tracks your step counts. It measures calorie consumption. It does... Uh, sleep tracking. It'll do event triggering. It'll tell you when to drink water, when to take your medicine. It'll show call notifications and text Wait, it tells you when to take medicine? Yeah. Uh, and it shows the date Have you and time. tried setting that up yet? I'm curious. Not yet. You, uh, okay. So um, if you haven't figured it out yet, this is, uh, I, it is a cheap knockoff of a Fitbit. Uh, I think my wife, it's on sale right now on Amazon for 30 bucks. Uh, it comes in packaging that you'd expect to see at the dollar store, and um, <laughs> really, yeah, it wasn't. Like- it's just like in a little orange box, you know, like a cardboard box wrapped around it. Yeah, uh, there was no design thought put into the packaging. The packaging looks horrible. The device itself, while you look at it here on Amazon, looks pretty swanky, but I'm pretty sure that's a digital rendering. Because the build quality on it is abysmal and yeah. appallingly bad. It claims it's waterproof. So this is this is one of the things where uh, I'm a little curious about. Because the now the now the Fitbit Charge, I believe, yep. is also waterproof because mm-hmm. you can use it while swimming. Well, whereas my Microsoft Band, band. is not. Now right. that said, it, the Band is supposed to be water resistant. Uh, the main thing it seems like the with the Band that the reason it's not waterproof is uh, the microphone 
will right. stop working if you get it wet, which kind of makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, so let, let's jump back to the Waylu here. So, but I, I'm kind of curious if maybe we can test the waterproofness of it. Oh, we can totally point. test the waterproof of this. Uh, this week, I'm going to run the Waylu through its paces. I wanted to like give everybody a heads up so that you can kind of do this with me if you want. Go ahead, go to Amazon. We'll include the link in the show notes. Buy a Walu and then send us an email with your own reviews. You can listen to our reviews, and because uh, I'm going to rock this thing uh, next week and see exactly how um, amazing. Honestly, for, for, 30 for thirty bucks, it is. Yeah, yeah, for thirty bucks. Because I mean, you compare it to the Fitbit Charge, is a two hundred dollar device. You're getting the same thing for thirty bucks. I mean, well, with- I, well, well, let's not say you're getting the same thing. You're getting something that claims to do the same thing for thirty bucks. Right. Right. Now, let's also talk about the real reason I'm going to be stuck wearing this, mm, what I'm going to go ahead and term piece of shit for the next week or so. Uh, my wife uh, has decided that her phone is not working well anymore. She has an iPhone 5C. It's taking fuzzy pictures. Uh, largely, I suspect, because she drops it five to seven times a day. Yeah. And with you know That'll lenses and whatnot, you don't yeah. really, you know, they can't absorb the shock very well. So her, cam- her phone's shot. So um, she wants a new phone. I'm like, great. I'll give you my iPhone 6. I'll go get me a a 6S, maybe a 6S Plus. I haven't really decided yet. And she's like, wait, why do you get the new phone? I'm like, well, because all the cool features are on uh, the new one, and you're not going to use any of them. They're they're all like sort of um, advanced user features. You'll be happy with my phone. She's like, no, no, I won't. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, What's it going to take for me to get the phone? She's (laughs) like, you know that fitness tracker I bought you? I'm like, yeah. She goes, wear it for a week, and you can have a new phone. (laughs) You know, on my stand on my head. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we're, we're a piece of technology for a week. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna crack me up if it gives you a rash or something. Well, that's my concern, right? Because like I, I I don't trust that the battery's not going to explode on my wrist or that the the um, plastic isn't made out of like acid of some variety, right? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Uh, apparently, uh, Joel got one of the uh, the hoverboards for Christmas. I don't know if he got one or if he got one for his kids, but he's got one at his house. And I need to. Uh, Is that the uh, thing where you stand and the two wheels? Are, it's like a, a Segway without the uh, yeah yeah the post. But but you know the, they've apparently been mostly Chinese knockoffs on them um, since uh, well being sold now. And apparently the Chinese knockoffs didn't do a great job on um, the battery construction and or power regulation to the batteries. So they may have a tendency to charge and explode and catch fire while charging. Um, there's, bad. there's been a couple of house fires as a result of it. And Amazon doesn't sell them anymore as a result. Like Amazon took that, them off their site. That's crazy. Yeah. So And I looked – Joel posted on his Facebook um, like the instructions and it was like – Total English instructions of like, right. you know, uh, do not power overtime sort of thing or something. So, so clearly he didn't buy the, you know, uh, U.S. version. So I, I'm I've, curious if I've seen tons of people with those things. And like when we were in the airport in Vegas for the uh, half marathon back in November. Yeah. Uh, I was like, the next person that I see, I'm asking about that and I'm going to go for a ride. Uh, my wife. They look like fun. They, they look totally like fun. My wife's like, no, do not do that. You'll get a kicked out of the airport. I'm like, come on, it'll be great. And she's like, maybe. And then I didn't see another goddamn person with it. But they were yeah. like, every, like, the airport no, I totally was lousy with I them. totally want one. I'm, I'm jealous of Joel, but I'm curious if he's like charging it out in his garage in case of fire or something. Just, you know. Uh, I, I, that's a very good question. So it looks, uh, U.S. Marshals raid hoverboard booth at CES. <laughs> you know, what? I really shouldn't really? have internet here during oh the show because, 
Yeah. Wait, really? Well, that's what this says. Do you well, want me to like, hang on? It, it's from we should, two days ago. Do you want me to save, click in? Hold, no, no, dude, no, save it. Here. Save it for next week. We can't stop. Save it for I, next no, week. No, I already it's clicked the link. Be... It's coming. It's it's rendering oh right now. Uh, Thursday afternoon, two U.S. federal breaking news from two days two ago. Days ago. Uh, federal marshals showed up at the Consumer Electronics Show to conduct a raid. As a crowd gathered, the marshals packed up a one-wheeled skateboard on display at a Chinese company's booth, as well as a sign and flyers promoting the product. They carried them away. It quickly became clear this wasn't the usual CES publicity stunt. Staffers for the company, um, hold on, How stoked Chang were those Zhu's US first marshals? international trade company were stunned. How stoked were those U.S. marshals? They got to go to uh, CES. Yeah, that'd be badass. I imagine if you're a marshal, it's like, hey, sweet. Can we, can we like... Have a hard time locating this booth. Oh boy, I don't know where it's at. Let's go look at the TVs. <laughs> Four hours later, they make it to the damn skateboard company. Uh, I'm starting to get hungry. Maybe we grab some lunch. You don't want to. You don't want to like take him out on an empty stomach. Right. So hey, you know Wolfgang Puck's just around the corner. Yeah. So uh, I'll go ahead and throw these these in the show notes as well. But uh, that that's crazy. Uh, huh. So yeah. Like, so, so go back to your device though. There's a couple of things that doesn't. Well, there's one thing that definitely doesn't have that you see on the Fitbit, which is the heart rate monitor. Correct. Sure. It doesn't have a heart rate monitor. So I saw an article uh, this week. Uh, Fitbit's currently being sued. Yeah. Um, so did you do uh, research on why they're being sued and what for? Yes, I did. Of course, I did. This is the organized episode. So it's a little bit weird to me, and. Uh, Apparently, they're being sued because um, the heart rate monitor in the Charge HR and the Surge, Surge or whatever, they're, they're two models with the heart rate monitor. Uh, people are claiming they, them to be wildly inaccurate. Okay. And that's the lawsuit. How are they measuring accuracy? Well, like, so as I was reading through this article on, you know, MSN.com, uh, it, it it's a little bit weird for me. Um, like one of the users said her Fitbit device recorded her heart rate at 82 beats per minute while her personal trainer manually recorded it at 160. <laughs> now I agree that that's wildly inaccurate. Well, okay. So a, I would expect a personal trainer to be able to tell the difference between 80 and 160. Yeah. Like just rough orders of magnitude, right? Because eighty is like you're standing there just having a normal day talking, yeah. and one sixty is like, okay, I'm working a little bit. To here. me, this feels though a little bit like um, a common sense thing, right? Like here's the thing: the the way that the heart rate monitors work is it takes an LED, shines a bright light into your skin, and then there's a sensor that's you know looking at the light and seeing what fluctuations there are as a result of your. Your, your blood moving through. Right. right. That's the way all of the heart rate monitors are working or the, that's um, the way that all of the, um, like the Fitbits are doing it. The Apple watches. Yep. Uh, my Garmin doesn't do it that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How does your Garmin do it? Does I've it got a... a chest strap. Okay. So the chest so strap is using a different the electric, technology. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the same technology I get on the, the Microsoft watch. Um, right. That but, I've been using. The Microsoft one has the uh, lights on it too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, does it do both light and? Um, no, no, no. I, I meant it, it's only doing the light. Sorry, oh, okay. I, I wasn't clear on that. So um, my experience has been occasionally I'll look at my heart rate and go, "Oh yeah, it says it's it's something slightly different than what it is." Oh, and my band is really stupid loose right now. Eh, yeah, of course it, it might take a misreading, right? Right. Um, uh, additionally, like I remember talking with like uh, Mike Waddell 
um, when he because he tried the, one of the Fitbit ones for a while. I think he ended up returning it because he was noticing it being off by, you know, uh, his whatever he was tracking his heart rate with with either a band or or you know uh, something else was saying that it was at 140, but it was actually at 135. Um, that feels to me like you're close enough. The, yeah, like anytime you're doing a heart rate measure, it's going to be close, right? Because you're sampling, and I'm going to avoid being a data nerd here and talk about how you would sample, what the sampling does, and how it influences what you're seeing. But uh, so I have, like I said, I have both the Band 2, the Garmin, and the uh, uh, Apple Watch. And in my experience, the Garmin uh, was... I had two chest straps for it, actually. My first chest strap had a lot of problems, and it didn't work well, so I just yeah. bought another one, and yep. it worked fine. Um, but they all are well within acceptable ranges of heart yeah. rates. Like, if I am have them on simultaneously, my band may show me at, like, 80, and my Apple Watch shows me at 78. Yeah. So so, so here's the other thing. When, when I was reading through, and this is from the MSN article, um, now, listen to this carefully, because and, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Plaintiff Black was approaching the 25 maximum recommended heart rate for her age, and as she continued to rely on her inaccurate 26 pure pulse tracker, she may well have exceeded it, thereby jeopardizing her health and safety. I'm not sure how 25 and 26 are anywhere near a maximum heart rate. Wait, uh, like 25 and 26? Uh, yeah, like I can't... Because, like, a maximum heart rate for somebody in their 20s, I'm assuming she's in her, maybe this is saying her age, but is up around 190. I I just don't, like, I don't get it. Like, the statement, I don't know if the there's a typo in here. Off. Yeah, the measure seems off. The other thing, to, here's, here's the thing to me. Because um, they're saying, hey, not being able to see your heart rate, um, you could endanger your, your your health by exceeding your maximum heart rate. Well, like here's but, the deal: I work out a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I have found um, there's times where you're hitting your cardio pretty hard. Yep. And you're like, oh, hold on, um, I'm uh, I need to I need to take a little break. And then there's other times where you've hit your cardio so hard that you're going to puke and you can't stand up anymore. You should stop before you get to that point. Your body gives you clues that you yeah. don't need. A, a, like this is me personally saying, you don't need electricity. You don't need uh, some kind of technology to say, hey, buddy, maybe you should take a break. That, that's no, what you just stop when you're about to fucking die. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so, and I, I look at. Are, are you using your heart right monitor at uh, CrossFit when you're doing I've it? I stopped you ever measuring. Like I, I've just stopped collecting data at CrossFit. Okay, so so I'm still doing it. Um, I still look at my heart rate. Here's what I here's what I use it for uh, because when I'm going when we're doing something and I know I'm getting close to my maximum heart rate I don't need to look at my heart rate monitor because because my body's saying because my body's saying dude stop slow down take a break and I go oh sh-. you can't really exceed it very easily now I'm not a doctor I don't know I'm not a personal yeah we're trainer. not telling you what to do or what I, I not to do but but hey. I'm saying my personal experience is I can't keep going past my maximum heart rate because well it hurts really bad. Uh, what I do though is I look at my heart rate monitor and I go, oh. "Holy crap, balls! That's fast." Well, no, like <laughs> while I'm resting or I'm taking a break, uh, like after I've done some squats, right? I do some squats. Mm-hmm. It definitely elevates my heart rate. I kind of look at it and go, "Am I done resting? Is my heart rate down below 130 to kind of tell me that like I probably am as rested as I think I am, or am I just being lazy because it's back down to 70?" 
Um, I use it as more of a general guideline, not a, oh, my God, this is a device that's intended to, to save my life. And I don't really feel like like, well, like Fitbit, I feel, hasn't sold it that way, right? They've no, they've, it as, they've sold it as a accessory to help you track and trend and get a better understanding of what's going on during your workout. Yeah, exactly. So uh, to me, this feels like a frivolous lawsuit, and, and I, I don't know. I hope it gets thrown out because it feels frivolous to me. I, again, yeah. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. We're not a lawyer, not a doctor. I don't we know have anything. Nothing other than, you know, we're humans and we have our own bodies. Yeah. But if you're relying on your Fitbit to tell you when to stop, you're probably doing it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. That's, okay. how, I, that's how I feel about that. Good luck, Fitbit. We love you, man. Uh, so. Are, are you going to. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to talk about the next one. It's because it's, it's all related to our topic here. Right. right. Uh, just carry right on and from. from yeah. Profit. So um, Matt and I were chatting this week. Uh, and he was telling me about some experiences that he'd had with his shoes. Had you noticed that I'd been changing shoes? Yeah, like, well, and that I went back to my ones that I claimed were broken. Yeah, so we'd been in CrossFit. Uh, we do CrossFit every morning, and uh, Matt has these big, bright blue court shoes that he bought for racquetball, and they actually work well for CrossFit too because yeah. they're you know you don't you get a flat it's, it's foot a flat, basically right yeah you don't, it doesn't have a big heel on right, it. right because when you're lifting and stuff you don't want to have like your heels up because it makes it harder I guess yeah. I don't or, know. Or, I don't know I, I don't completely understand why either but I don't know why but Jen said so so it's good enough <laughs> but the day I was in there with running shoes with a big heel and we were doing squats she made me take my shoes off yeah so uh, one day Matt came in and he didn't have his shoes on I'm like ah. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he just forgot him or something. So, well, oh. actually, I, I was wearing my Hoka running shoes, which I have a really big sole on them. And somebody actually commented on, like, what are you doing? I think it was Mike. was like, ah, you're wearing Hoka's? I was like, yeah, I broke my other shoes. And so uh, after finding out Matt had broke his shoes, I became intrigued because how the fuck do you break a shoe? Well, okay, so here's... And even more so because... He said he'd also fixed it. And I'm like, well, uh, yeah. like to me, there's a limited amount of things that can break an issue, right? The sole can come off. Yeah. Or the uppers can get tears in them. Yeah. Uh, unless and, you do something really stupid. Unless you do something really stupid. So let's, let's hear what, what was the failure mode well, of your shoes? Well, hang on. So first of all, let's, let's talk about why I did something so stupid. The shoes, uh, because, you know, I, I, I wear them and I sweat in them. And then I put them in my gym bag, had gotten stinky. Like some sort of bacteria had like infested my shoes and was stuck in there and it didn't seem to want to get out. So it was to the point where like, I don't know if you ever noticed, but like sometimes when I put on my shoes, I'm like, Ooh, these stink. Like, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to run these through the wash and I'm going to run through them through the wash on the hot cycle because I, so I can kill the bacteria. Like there's a, um, disinfecting mode on my washing machine. Right, which basically I, means hot as balls. I don't know if it really does this or not, but I think it, there might be an actual like water heater inside the, dish, the, the washer to increase the, the heat of my tap water to disinfecting levels, right? Like boil the, sure. boil the water and throw it in there. I, I don't know if that's what it really does, but you know, uh, maybe if I looked at the manual, it would tell me that's what it does. Uh, so I ran them through on that cycle, and when I took them out... Uh, the heel cup, the little plastic part that runs around the back of your – inside the shoe along the back was all smashed down into where your foot goes. And I think what had happened – So imagine that you used to have a hole to put your foot in and now you no longer do. Yeah. So I think what had happened was in the hot, hot water, um, that plastic had become malleable and moldable. And then it hit spin cycle and it got smashed down in the, in the, in the spin. Uh, and then it cooled off that way. And they were stuck that way. It was all crumpled. And I, I was like, oh, well, maybe I can just pull this out. And it was like stuck in that crumpled mode. And it just stuck. And I was like, oh, God damn it. I, I've, 
I've ruined my shoes. And, and they're still, like, they're only a year old. I've only worn them in the gym. So they're still totally, you know, they don't, they're, not, they're not worn out at all by any uh, stand. Other than they were unusable because my foot didn't fit in them anymore. That, that is sort of one of the hallmarks to shoes. In order for them to be functional, your foot needs to go in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like the other things that you're typically, hey, my shoes worn out because the sole fell off or I've torn the upper somewhere. It wasn't exper- It wasn't exhibiting that. It was this thing that I'd created, and it was like sort of broke. And I was like, I almost just threw them away because I'm like, well, I've I've ruined them. Right. I, and I just did. For some reason, I didn't throw them away. I, I, I set them in my bedroom, and I just kind of left them there for a couple of weeks. Um, and I kept coming back to them, going, like, "I wonder if I can fix." It. And I kind of, I kind of pull on the heel cup and see if I could like straighten it out. Right, but it's like and, and molded then plastic. And then I still it couldn't. Like, yeah, yeah. So uh, when we were down in Vegas for the um, uh, half marathon, we were at the expo. Uh, Amy found these. Um, uh, hand warmers, heat pads uh, mm-hmm. that are the uh, super solution heat pads, which a super solution is basically a solution uh, that's that's right on the edge actually, or, or oversaturated with material to turn it into a crystalline structure. So let's not let's let's dial I, down the geologist here. Oh. Basically, <laughs> it's a magic heating pad that when you crack it, it gets hot, and then after it gets cold again, you throw it in boiling water. And it resets, and you can crack it again and make it hot again. Oh, so you're saying nobody cares about the science behind it? Correct. Okay. It's a magic heaty thing. But right. the science is actually pretty badass. <laughs> science is pretty like, badass. Uh, so it's basically uh, an exothermic chemical reaction. So yep. as you mix together the contents of the bag, it gets hot. Yeah. Right? Imagine you've got – here's like it's not this, but imagine that you had salt water. And that salt water was so filled with salt – that one more grain of salt, just the smallest grain of salt at all, would turn the whole fucking thing into a salt crystal, and you'd lose all the water. That's basically what this is in a bag. And when when it, when you get when it gets that one little thing in there, to just enough to crystallize, it kicks off. And when it kicks, when it goes through the crystallization you take one more phase, slim wafer. <laughs> and when it goes through the crystallization phase, it generates heat. Uh, there's a slim wafer of metal in there. When you crack it, it gives the crystal something to form off of. Um, right. It, it gives it a basis by on which to uh, right. kick start off the reaction, and then boom, it, and it's hot. It stays hot for a good half an hour. Yeah, and the uh, crystalline process or the crystallizing process, I guess, uh, produces heat yep. as a byproduct. Now, the way to undo that is put heat back into the bag by boiling it, which causes the crystalline structure to break down and go back into a liquid form. Yep, exactly. So, so you, you've, got, you've got all these little heat, heating pads that you can use, and all you have to do to reuse them is boil them. So uh, I was home alone one day, and I was going through uh, boiling all of these to turn them back into liquid structure for future use, and I was like, ooh. I, actually, as I was doing that, I was thinking about my shoes, and I was like, I wonder if I boiled them in here. Ah, no, no, no. Let me just put them in the dryer. I wonder if I put them in the dryer for a little bit and maybe reverse the and, and then maybe I can bend them. And I still couldn't. Like, I ran them through the dryer for 15 minutes, and they didn't quite um, come out. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to – I dipped them into the boiling water with my boiling crystal packs. Uh, and, uh, well, then I couldn't straighten them out because they're too damn hot. So I went to the garage, got some gloves, boiled them some more. Uh, the heel cup totally straight, like I, it just bent so easy after being heated up like that. Um, straightened right out. I uh, let them cool down just a little bit. Tightened them onto my feet, mm-hmm. real tight. 
So basically, you did the kind of same thing you do with a mouth guard. Uh, you drop it in boiling water, jam it in your mouth, and just bite down. Basically, yeah. And you know what? These shoes fit really well now. Well, you have custom-made orthotics now. Of course they fit well. <laughs> basically, like, They're yeah. designed specifically for your foot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been wearing these gym shoes again for the last two weeks. They, they, they totally work great now. So, um, I don't know that I'd recommend going through this process for anyone else. <laughs> really? This yeah. doesn't seem like something that you just want everybody to try and do yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, but I did seem to save my $100 pair of shoes. Which is a total bonus, right? Because shoe shopping sucks. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're rounding into our last topic today. Yeah, and this one's stupid. <laughs> you know, you say that, but I'm thinking about getting it. Really? Yeah. Okay, so let me just let me just tell people what it is, uh, and um, and then you can explain why you want it. So. Uh, it's called RedTube. And if you go to RedTube.com... Try oh, wait. again. Try again. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's another site. Don't go there at work. Uh, YouTube Red, <laughs> which is surprisingly similarly named to the other website we just said, uh, is apparently the... You just said. What's this? We bullshit. Yeah. Uh, is apparently the YouTube's premium site that they're basically promoting now. You get to pay for YouTube. So, Because I go to YouTube all the time. Uh, if I want to see, like, ooh, hey, is this a music video, or I want to, I want to learn how to install a water heater or something else, I'll go to YouTube and I'll watch a video and I'll be like, ooh, that was educational. Now I know how that works. Or, uh, oh yeah, I watch the new Adele video and and say hello a whole bunch of times. Um, so YouTube Red has a couple of features that are different than YouTube Free, right? The free YouTube is like we don't need to describe the features out there. Everybody's using Everybody it. They know YouTube. how it works. So YouTube pay. YouTube red. Uh you don't get any commercials. You get ad free videos. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's commercial content, in which case you still might get commercials. Um you get to download the videos. Correct. And you get access to YouTube music. You also get uh background play. So you can keep your videos playing while other apps are... Oh, right. So screen. if you turn off your screen, you can still watch your videos. Right. Which, okay, so... <laughs> That's kind of funny though, right? Well, let's talk about that. Um, the, the two... Uh, there's actually one of these features that is actually important for me. Okay. It's the save offline feature. Okay. My internet here at home is so absolutely shitty... Right. ...that uh, if you're streaming anything... On yep. the internet. Yep. And we stream a lot of children's show for my daughters. Yep. Or for my daughter. Um, I can't actually stream anything else. So let me, let me so understand. So I would love to have YouTube Red so that I could go to work, be on like some real internet. Download, download all your all the YouTube videos. Stuff. <laughs> no, it's Film Right. Thank you very much. Yeah, basically Film Right. Oh, and how it should have ended. Uh, <laughs> and PewDiePie. I, I don't watch PewDiePie. I'm but like the only person I, on the planet that doesn't. I guess I, here's the thing, though. Um, I, yeah. Haven't you already seen all of the film riot and how it should have ended videos? No, they keep making more. Haven't you seen all of them that they've made already? No. Film riot's been going on for like years. There's oh, a, so there's, 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 there's a whole huge backlog that I haven't gone through yet. So how many hours of film riot content do you think you download whilst mm -hmm. at work? Me? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet. <laughs> I haven't signed up for YouTube Red quite yet. <laughs> Make a guess. Make a guess. How many Film Riot videos do you think there are that you haven't seen yet? Oh, I don't know. There's 20? lots. No, there's way more than 30. 30? Like, Let's say 100. Let's, let's say, say there's 100. 100. Yeah. Okay, there's 100. And how long are each of those videos? 
Um, somewhere between 10 to 20 minutes. Let's yeah. go 10 minutes to make the, the math easier. So there's a thousand minutes of content. Right. But like, I just picked two of the things I listed. <laughs> they're, they're churning out like, so let me run you through the list of things that I've subscribed to on, um, YouTube. I've got Mike Russell. Wait, you subscribe to shit on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, you're apparently a YouTube power user. Yeah, so there's Mike Russell. He's a guy that does uh, audio work, so he shows you how to do better audio, how to make sure your recording's good. Film Riot, which shows you how to do videos and a bunch of effects. Uh, Weekly Imogen, which is a, a photography podcast, or a photography show. Um, how It Should Have Ended, which is just plain awesome. If you haven't watched How It Should Have Ended, it's... Uh, uh, a group of folks that go through and make little animated shorts about how a movie should have ended, like how back to the future three should have ended or how captain America should have ended. Um, and then, uh, dueling fiddlers. <laughs> uh, uh, like you're subscribed to dueling fiddlers. Yeah. So if you have actually really, I've had, are you actually just looking at your YouTube channels right now? Yeah, I pulled okay. it up. Uh, the, the one there's actually one, uh, dueling fiddlers video that I've watched. I, I don't watch it often. But um, it is pretty badass. They do... Uh, right, but okay, hang on a second. You're giving me the list of things you've subscribed to, but you've watched one Dueling Fiddlers video. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, but that's... Uh, the, okay. The so Dueling Fiddlers is low, but if you look at the other stuff... So let's, like, go, let's go back to my original Weekly example. Between Weekly Imogen, Film Riot, and How It Should Have Ended, that's a fair amount of content for me. Yeah. So if I can get uh, like, an hour or like eh, three, four hours a week probably of content out of that. Okay. That just feels like for ten bucks a month. It's ten bucks a month. What, what are you poor? And are you actually going to do? It? Because sometimes you're going to forget, and you're going to get home, and you're going to be like, "Oh, I forgot to download it." But you're like, asking me if oh, I'm going actually, to consume content. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to you're going to from your phone. Yeah, it's not even going to work from your phone. You're yeah, going to have to download it onto your. You'll have downloaded it onto your iPad, so you can watch it on your iPad. Yeah. And the kids are going to be using the iPad. You're going to have has, to. Dude, she like, has you're her not own iPad. Have, she doesn't use mine. I'm not handing her an iPad Pro. She's two. That's just stupid. Um, but <laughs> like, even so, literally. like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just. The, me, the other thing that is kind of handy is there are times where I'm trying to listen to something in the car on YouTube, yeah. and I'll lock my screen, and then YouTube stops. Ah, huh. So I'm hoping that fixes this. I haven't actually tried it yet. Like I said, I haven't signed up yet. Yeah, it's on my list of things to sign up for. I'll probably do huh. it this weekend. Huh. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you uh, how it is. Uh, yeah, and then there's there's YouTube Music. Now, is Which that, I'm not even. Is that like about. MP3s or is it like streaming music? Well, I'd assume uh, it's streaming. I Listen th- to personalized stations in audio mode on the new app. So it's basically like Spotify. Uh, you also get YouTube Gaming, so you can connect with your favorite gamers without the ads. Right. Which which who was it that was telling us that they actually felt that that was better than Twitch earlier? Was it Coppola? Oh, I, uh, so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, we've actually. This is something that we're investigating for the podcast. We might actually start live streaming on YouTube so that everybody can. Um, watch us record the show and see things like Matt's doing right now where he's taking his headphones off and holding his phone up to his ear to do something. What, what are you doing over there? Well, exactly? so here's the thing I was trying to validate. Right, dude, when you have a, a big earphone over, you can't just set the, the, the phone on the earphone and expect it to go through. No, no, no I know. So um, the, the problem that you were just explaining about YouTube not working, um, being able to produce run in the background, um, isn't a problem on my phone when it's locked like it is oh, right now. Neat. Yeah. So I, I was just I was just realizing So that. the um one place the Windows phone edges out the iPhone is that YouTube continues to play in the background when your screen is locked. Apparently I don't even get that benefit from YouTube Red. I get that for free already. 
So wow, you yeah. are just one lucky dude. Yep, like, yep. Now I, you know I'm going to the AT and T store later. I'm going to get rid of all of the iPhones my I'm, family has and switch over to Windows. I'm phones. curious though, when you were saying when you're doing that, is that using a YouTube app or are you just hitting the website? Using the YouTube app. Okay, so it may I, work the same for you using the website then. It might. I don't know. I mean, it might also be a function of how Apple puts things into background when you close your screen. Exactly. Right, yeah. because most of the time when your screen's off, unless you're playing an audio app of some variety, you yep. don't need it to continue. Yeah, and Windows Phone, and actually to my chagrin at some point times, uh, treats uh, anything in IE running uh, as a audio app That's if it's producing sound. So I can, actually hit, I can actually hit... Pause in this and get basically get the same music controls as, as, as come up uh, if I change my volume stuff. So it actually works really well. The only problem the time it doesn't work well is if I'm uh, listening to like an audiobook or something uh, and and browsing websites at the same time. Right. And a website comes up and wants to play audio, it kills my audiobook. And so, um, so let's. Which kind of makes sense, but it's kind of annoying sometimes. Let's talk about something that's actually new for you that isn't on the show notes but oh, uh, right. you seem addicted I don't know what you're talking what about what audiobook are you listening to oh right like, now so I, I want to just explain to everybody normally when I get in the car in the morning when Matt's driving uh, he's got his phone in his wallet jammed between the console and he's listening to like butt rock music or whatever's available on the radio yeah, mostly uh, for the last week or two every time I get in he's got his like phone plugged into power he's got the other end plugged into like the audio cable so that he can listen. Because my truck doesn't have Bluetooth built in. But. Right. So you, you can listen to this story. And like last night, you started to drive off and I was trying to get your attention to tell you something. Yeah. And you're like, fucking jam the book in. I'm in Bookland. I don't know what's going on anywhere else. I actually saw you. Tr- like, I was like, oh, but you'd already turned back around. Uh, like, you know. So what book is taking up so much of your time that like the minute my feet hit the ground, you're like, boom, plug it in. Get it. I got to get the book. So I had been listening to the Expanse uh, series by James A. Corey, um, which turns out James S. A. Corey, the author of the Expanse series, which at this point is five books, this is a sixth book coming, is uh, a pseudonym for two dudes who have been writing the series together, uh, which I found sort of interesting. I can't remember what their names are, but uh, when I actually look it up on Wikipedia, it's actually two people. What, what um, was the uh, pseudonym again? A James S. A. Corey. Uh, it's not like essay, like hey essay. Right. It's like, like two letters, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I guessed. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's the series about? Uh, so and that's not what I'm listening to now. But uh, the, oh well, you yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was that's the yeah, show yeah. last. So week. the Expanse is really good, though. It's a um, sci-fi um, about uh, you know roughly 500 years in the future. Humans have um, colonized the um, asteroid belt and the moons of Jupiter and Mars. And uh, a bunch of random. Uh, there's some political dissension between. Is there um, trade negotiations? There's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Can but, we have some blockades? Well, it doesn't tend to focus on that. It tends to f- focus more on some wait, alien. Wait, do we do we get to do a vote? Is there going to be a Senate meeting? I know, right? That sounds so intriguing. And I, I wish, cannot wait. What I wish had been in the new Star Wars movie. That I, I know, that. like. Fuck um, Kylo Ren, get rid of him, put me some trade negotiations. Uh, and then there's also, but there's, it's a detective story about a missing girl. Um, the, anyway, this uh, sci-fi uh, channel uh, is now doing a TV series about the same series. Oh, nice. So um, it's a little rough watching the TV show after reading the book. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's not, they're, they're actually doing a pretty good job of following along the storyline. Uh, but it's a space novel um, where it's a very authentic space novel, right? I mean, the, the sci-fi is done right. in, in a very authentic way. Um, they try and 
while there's some things that don't exist yet, like an Epstein drive, um, they try and handle it in a... <laughs> Did they use an Epstein bar in the Epstein drive? No, there was a, some dude, some, some Epstein invented it, uh, but uh, according to the storyline, apparently... Um, he didn't realize the power that it would output when he created it. And he blew up the planet? Well, no, no, no. He, he took off. and Did he, he use Starkiller he went, Base? He went really fast. He accelerated really fast, um, probably faster than his body could handle, and he turned into a little red smear uh, at the back of his spacecraft. It's unfortunate when that happens. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, to smart people. But uh, people, they were able to then go, oh, hang on. We, we, here's the plans that he had for his drive. We can reproduce this. and, and Let's and try it again. Safely. He basically did the... Uh, what was the, the uh, Mythbusters story where uh, some dude uh, hooked up a, a, a rocket propulsion to his 69 Impala and right. rode off? Of, yeah, the dude did that uh, in space, basically. And they went, ooh, hang on. Let's, uh, let's harness this. Turns out the guy had something, something going. Uh, and then space exploration going on for him. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and then aliens and, and shit happens. So what are you reading now? Uh, the Martian uh, by... Mm, whose author name I can't... The uh, same one that uh, was recently made into a movie about Matt Damon? Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another Save Matt Damon uh, book uh, by Andy Weir. Uh, so did you watch The Martian, the, the movie? No, I don't go to movies much anymore unless yeah. they're comic book movies. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can buy it on Amazon now. Oh, sweet. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it's a very really? good movie, yeah. Uh, Is it better I, than Interstellar? Uh, I think so, yeah. Hmm. Have right. you seen Interstellar? Yet? No, uh-uh. I haven't watched that either. If I was going to watch a sci-fi movie, I'd probably watch The Martian over Interstellar. Uh, totally different movies, with the exception of Matt Damon in a spacesuit for a good portion of both of them. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, Matt Damon's character is very likable in one movie and very unlikable in the other. other. Yeah, a total D-bag. Um, not to give anything away. Uh, the book though is very well written um and humorous there's like definitely some uh aspects of like the way that the martian is written that are humorous and entertaining and even knowing the story like i already saw the movie going back listening to the book now is entertaining and like i laugh out loud sometimes listening to it because it's just the way that it's written in the in the humor that's nice yeah um and and actually it makes me want to watch the movie again because the movie was a very um, good uh, transcription of the of, of the book. Um, so both <laughs> both were were pretty well done. Uh, there was a few things that were left out of the uh, seemed to be left out of the movie, uh, but like minor things, right? right. Like well, like it, when you're doing a movie, you have to make some decisions on how you're going to like what your point of view is going to be. Are you going to do a kind of internal monologue? Are you going to have an external? Uh, Actually, they really didn't have to make many decisions like that because of the way the book was written. So the book's actually written... If I remember what I've heard other podcasters talk about... Yeah. (laughs) uh, The Martian... The the story behind The Martian is uh, Matt Damon crash lands on Mars and has to try and figure out how to live given all of the things that he has with him while somebody else tries... While the people back on Earth try and figure out how to rescue him. Yeah, it was actually a Mars mission. So it was like Apollo 11. They didn't crash. They were actually running the mission. It was going swimmingly. And um, a sandstorm comes along, and they had to abort the mission. Were there sandworms? <laughs> no. Uh, Matt Damon appeared to die in the sandstorm and got left behind. Turned out he didn't die. Um, so the crew's gone. He wakes up alone and injured on Mars and, and has to survive uh, until they can get back to rescue him, which is like 500 days or 600 days sort of type time frame, which is a long fucking time to be alone on Mars. 
Um, so there's some things that they cut out, but it's more like to me it felt like the stuff that they cut out from the in the movie from the book was like minor stuff that's really got cut out for time. In a book, totally right. makes sense to include like long like th- there's some extra stuff that maybe didn't add to the story a whole lot, but was like still an interesting like side adventure that he went on. But like, eh, it didn't really like drive it any further. Of he's fucking stuck on Mars and trying to save shit, and right. so some of that stuff got cut, but. Um, felt good. But in the book, most of it is written from the perception of him writing his logs of what just happened, right? right. So, you know, um, Sol 6, shit happened, blah, 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 blah. It's generally written with a humorous tone. So actually translating that into the movie, the perspective doesn't really seem to change very much. So, um, yeah, I felt, felt it was pretty good. I really, I enjoy both. I'd recommend either nice. the book or the movie. Okay. So, uh, I've actually been reading uh, the Philip K. Dick Mega Pack, 15 classic <laughs> science fiction stories. Wait, 50? 15, one five. Oh, one five. I, I seem to remember you, you when you downloaded that at first. Yeah, yeah like, that was on the show like last week or the week before. Yeah, you downloaded which. it and read like you were like, I'm like, yeah, you, you texted me like I, I an started. hour later and you're like, this Philip K. Dick guy, he turns out he's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, there's a ton of movies that everybody's seen that are based on Philip K. Dick novels. Yeah. Right. Have you uh, read a Scanner Darkly yet? No. Oh. Like, a Scanner Darkly, Blade Runner, Minority Report, uh, you name it. It's, yeah. If it's, if it's been a good sci-fi movie, it's probably from Philip K. Dick. Yep. But I hadn't read any of his work. Yeah. So I went to try and get it. It turns out it's harder to get on Kindle than it should be. Really? <laughs> By my estimation. Okay. Uh, the, the collection was hard or anything? It, anything. Uh, like, it, I just wasn't finding good... You weren't finding dick? I wasn't find, yeah, I wasn't finding dick. <laughs> I couldn't find dick on the internet. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, so... Uh, just can search for anything, you find dick. Yeah, I, I suspect it's a, a licensing thing, right? Okay, With, yeah. With uh, all of his stuff. But I did find the uh, Philip K. Dick Megapack, and it's really good. Yeah? Uh, yeah, so... Is his, it's, like... It, these are just, like, 15 short stories. They are very, 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 like, quick and in and out. But he manages to construct a world very quickly, and he drops you into a world that is already constructed, right. and you learn about the world through the, the story. And, like, it's enough – excuse me. It's enough to keep you, like, going back for more. Like, right. I, I – yeah. It, it's just really good. It's huh. surprising. It's no longer surprising to me, I guess, that he's been – that his work has been adapted in so many different ways. And he's and, – and it's easily readable. Like, that's one of the oh, things yeah. where, there, like it – is, It is not the dense sci-fi stuff. Right. Uh, the, the stories that I've been reading do seem to have a uh, – um, they, they do seem to be heavily influenced by their time because I suspect when he was writing these ones, it was either – uh, it was right when everybody was worried about nuclear war. Right. And having so because he the, was uh, his, he kind of hit his peak in the what seventies and eighties. It seems like I think it was before that, or even, even earlier. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, like if if you uh, if you want, give the Philip K. Dick Mega Pack a, a try because uh, of all of the stories I've read so far, I think there's been one that I was kind of like, meh. It was fine. Right. But so far, the rest of them like. Oh, I'm really digging this world. Like, but and I, then, is like his prose is easy to read, more like a Neil Stevenson oh, yeah, yeah. than a, it, it, than it, a um, Isaac that? Asimov. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, no, it's totally engaging, totally easy. Like it's something I could give my nine year old. 
um, nephew to read, and he'd be able to just glom onto that and go. I'm going to have to check that that out also. Yeah, I'll include the links to the books we just chatted about in the show notes. So um, I think that about does it for us. Well, hey, thanks for everyone for listening. Yeah, and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. Have a good weekend.